0: Good morning, my friends, and happy Saturday. Yesterday, we wrapped up the parable of the prodigal son, seeing a new take on sin and God's immense, lavish love for us. And today, we're talking a little bit about money. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This parable, in the NIV, they call it the parable of the shrewd manager, and shrewdness is essentially good judgment. I find it really confusing. I really do. And it's one that I've been praying about, one that I've been kind of wrestling with. So please know I do not have all the answers. If you have your own questions, feel free to reach out to me, but most importantly, pray about it. And if you want to, feel free to look for resources to do your own research. So let's dive right in today. We are in Luke chapter 16, verse 1, and I am reading from the ESV. He, Jesus, also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man, the manager, was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do, since my master is taking the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So we see here this manager uh, Keeping track ordering his master's property He it sounds like is doing a very bad job and the master is firing the manager And so the manager is saying what can I do? I don't want to beg. I don't want to do hard labor What can I do to make some friends? so summoning his master's debtors the ones who owed the master money or resources So summoning his master's debtors, one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He, the debtor, said, A hundred measures of oil. He, the manager, said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. So this manager cut the debtor's bill in half from a hundred to fifty then he said to another, how much do you owe? He, the second debtor said, a hundred measures of wheat. He, the manager said to him, take your bill and write 80. So now again, he is cutting this debt from a hundred measures to 80 measures. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. Again, good judgment. So this dishonest manager, He went and he showed kindness and generosity to the master's debtors. And of course, the master would look very unkind, very unjust if he took back that kindness. And so the master needs to hold true to what the manager did. And yet he commends the manager for this action, which to be honest, I find very confusing. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. And honestly, I don't fully understand why the master commended this dishonest manager. He commends him for his good judgment and then the manager makes friends. Now this doesn't make a lot of sense to me because even Jesus, he says, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails, because of course wealth will fail, it will fall short, it won't satisfy you, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. I don't have all the answers but one takeaway that I see here perhaps is that money is not meant for greed it is not meant to be hoarded up to yourself instead use it generously and make friends use your money generously not for greed and Jesus continues on one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? So it seems that Jesus is now putting forth this idea of stewardship, of using what you are given well, of using the finances we are given well, so that we will be entrusted with more and more in the future. True riches, he says. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. That is crystal clear. Money can easily become an idol, something we prioritize above God in our lives. And Jesus is very clear you cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees, remember the religious elite, who were lovers of money, heard all these things and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So we see Jesus here speaking to a specific sin, a specific struggle, a specific pain point in their hearts. And he is speaking to them truthfully, even though it may seem harsh. You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Harsh, yes, true, Also, yes. So why is Jesus sharing with the Pharisees? Let's look back to yesterday, to that story of the prodigal son, but more importantly, the elder brother. Remember, the elder brother was a picture of the Pharisees sitting outside, almost pouting, when his younger brother is celebrated. And the father doesn't just leave the elder brother out there in his pride, but he goes out to him. And I like to believe in the same way. Every time Jesus is calling out the Pharisees, he is going to them. He is giving them a chance to see their sin and repent. He is showing them love by speaking the truth. So even though today's section may have been a little bit confusing or hard to understand, that's okay. We know we can never understand everything in the Bible perfectly because God is infinite. He is big and we are small. But if you have questions, pray about it. Ask God, read through other places in the Bible, do your own research, or if you want to have a discussion, feel free to reach out to me as well. But let us take this away. You cannot serve God and money. And so we should be mindful of how we treat and prioritize money in our lives, whether we use it for greed or for generosity and I will see you Monday morning. Thanks for tuning in today. For more information, visit hesedheart.com.